We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? We've got a short week as the Chiefs have to quickly forget about Sunday's throttling of the Arizona Cardinals and now turn their attention quickly to the Los Angeles Chargers, who they host at Arrowhead Stadium on Thursday night in one of the biggest games of the season. And yes, that's even with the fact that we are only in week two. This is a massive game. The Chargers have been the biggest threat uh, to shutting down the Chiefs' six straight division titles. And coming on a short week, Chargers just beat the Raiders in a game that ended up being closer than a lot of people expected. But Chiefs taking care of business against the Cardinals, both teams dealing with some injuries and it's Tuesday. And that means we're going to be joined by the athletics, Nate Taylor. He's going to update us on some of those injuries as part of our five burning questions with Nate and uh, talk about some of the key guys that were banged up guys like Trent McDuffie, Harrison Butker, um, and some others on the Chiefs side. And the same thing on the Chargers side. They're dealing with some key injuries. J.C. Jackson, their top cornerback, they paid a lot of money to this offseason of free agency. And then Keenan Allen, also dealing with an injury. We'll get into all that with Nate here in a little bit. Um, we'll also talk about what kind of performance we might see from the Chiefs defense, who really showed out against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals last Sunday. But they're going up against Justin Herbert, who against the Raiders was absolutely on fire and looks to be one of the blossoming young stars in this league. So uh, we're going to get to all of that. Please hit the like and subscribe button if that sounds like something you would be interested in. And uh, yeah, make sure you follow us. Turn those notifications on. we got plenty of content here at KC Sports Network. Uh, we've got former players with Matt Castle, Derek Johnson, Mike DeVito, Jeff Allen. A lot of guys that have played for Andy Reid, been in this uh, situation before. Uh, it's always great to hear their perspective. And then we've got former insiders. Uh, analysts we've got all kinds of stuff at kcsn so hit that like and subscribe button we've got plenty of content for you you can't find anything like this anywhere else out there but before we bring on nate here's a quick word from our sponsor of kcsn update in this show DraftKings. kansas the wait is over DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app is officially live in kansas just in time for football season that means betting legally on same game parlays spreads money lines and more anytime and anywhere across the sunflower state to celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. 
Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21, physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. All right, Nate, I don't know if you were the gambling type, if you're able to. We're always going to talk a little bit of DraftKings, but if you, our post-game show, you would have noticed that Tucker was losing his mind because he may yes. have had like the best gambling week of his entire life. Uh, <laughs> nailing, I nailed the Jody Fortson anytime touchdown through DraftKings with a $25 free bet, netted me about $250. Bucks, which is not a bad not a bad play there. But, Nate, the, the line for this game on Thursday night, Chiefs-Chargers right now is – Chiefs are favored by three and a half and the over under is at 54 and a half mm. of those two numbers or those combined. What stands out to you? Uh, probably the over under uh, BJ, just because with the amount of injuries on both teams, especially on defense, you could see this being a possible shootout. Um, both teams, I think have been saving certain plays, certain formations, personnel groups for this matchup. So I actually kind of like the over um, yeah. in this particular game um, just because it is a short week, so maybe you don't have a ton of time to really um, get the defense ready. I feel like the offenses have an advantage here because it's a short week. You know where you're going, uh, and the other team is is getting through, you know, the defense, I should say, or getting through, obviously playing that first game, um, trying to understand the speed of the game, and really how can you be more efficient in the red zone? By the way, the Chiefs went six for six. I know you guys talked about it on the postgame show. It just it just blows my mind. So if the Chiefs can replicate that in any way, shape, or form that's close to Sunday, and the Chargers, uh, we assume, are going to score points to keep the game competitive, I like yeah. the over-under there. More so than, you know, Chiefs minus three. I understand why they're favored. Uh, yeah. They are the home team on a Thursday night. Uh, but I can see this game really being a toss-up. Yeah, and the big thing about this, that I agree with you. When I saw the over-under, I was like, ooh, okay, I, I already know what I'm taking. Um, mm -hmm. And that was a no-brainer at that point. I like rooting for points anyway. Uh, but <laughs> and, and that kind of hedged my emotions, and if it's lower than that, it means Chiefs defense stepped up and played well, and we're going to get into right. that with the five questions. I spent a lot of time on our 10 things show yesterday glossing over the offense and everything that they've done. And we'll touch on that, I'm sure. Uh, but I really want to talk about what the Chiefs defense did in this game. And uh, everybody who's watching, please hit that like and subscribe button if you like this content, because uh, one of the fun things about this video is I don't give Nate any of these topics ahead of time. Um, so he is being kind of blindsided by some of these questions. And sometimes they go a little off the wall. Uh, sometimes I just want to get your opinion on some things. Uh, being in that room as a beat writer, somebody that's on the road, uh, traveling, being around the team, being around the coaches. And the first thing I got to ask, and it's the storyline coming out of the game against the Cardinals, because from offense, defense, I think it was the, about as good as you could have expected for the Chiefs. And I'd say outside of the injuries, it was a perfect day. But the mm -hmm. injuries were a thing anyway, and going into a short week, and the fact that it's the Chargers. Give us the latest that you 
that you're feeling as far as the injuries. And I know there's not a ton of information out there and they put out an injury report because they have to, and it's kind of a guess, which is always yeah. makes me laugh. It makes me, it's like guess on who would have practiced and how much they would have practiced um, when coaches don't want to give that information out anyway. Uh, but for what it's worth, it would have, it said that Harrison Butker would not have practiced and Trent McDuffie would not have practiced, but what are you feeling? What are you thinking regarding some of those key injuries that we saw from the chiefs against the Cardinals and what it means for Thursday night? Yeah, BJ, the the big one, the headline is that Patrick Mahomes will play on Thursday. I can at least guarantee fans, <laughs> subscribers, listeners to this. Um, you know, he talked with Carrington Harris, uh, Harrington, uh, excuse me, Carrington yesterday on Six and Sports. Uh, we all saw his left wrist was taped up, uh, but the x-rays were negative. He was fine. Um, he will play on Thursday night. He says he's played through much worse. Um, so at least Amazon Prime can can – you know, take a <laughs> take a nice deep breath. Uh, with that said, I don't anticipate Harrison Bucker will play Thursday. I don't think okay. it's really wise for the Chiefs to push any of these guys for a week two game when you have 15 already down the road. Um, the Chiefs will get the benefit of having a 10-day break between playing the Chargers and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so for that reason, I don't think Trick McDuffie's probably going to give it a go. Um <laughs> His hamstring, I think, is going to take some time. It may take two to three weeks for him to get right. Um, Harrison Bucker, you know, if this was a playoff game, you might say, let's let's see if he can continue to do those one-step, you know, <laughs> field goal attempts, which is yeah. which is just marvelous and wild. Um, but there's no need for them to do that. Obviously, they've had um, a bit of a kicking expedition on Monday. Um, so I think he won't play. You know, Trey Smith, I think, is in that if category. Like, if things yeah. go well over the next couple of days, he will try to give it a go. You know, he was basically the emergency option in the second half against the Cardinals. You know, he was still in uniform, still had his helmet. But, you know, thankfully for the Chiefs, they have Nick Allegretti, who's a very competent backup, yeah. who would be a starter on, you know, a good number of teams in the NFL. So they didn't push Trey Smith, knowing that, obviously, they play the Chargers on Thursday. And I think for Justin Watson, um, you might see Darius Fountain up for this game yet again, just because with a chest injury, and we'll know more today and tomorrow because the Chiefs will have an official practice today on Tuesday, um, what his condition is. You, you're always wondering if it's a chest problem. Is that a pectoral muscle, which could be right. quite significant? Um, I haven't heard anything of that nature yet. They're still – when I last checked in, they were doing a lot of tests on that. So Andy Reid might give us an update today. And we'll see if Justin Watson will practice. If not, then Darius Fountain will be your fifth receiver going into Thursday's game against the Chargers. It'd be interesting to bring up Darius Fountain because of the rules on how many times you can bring up players on active exactly. roster from practice squad. I think it's only three times before they're subject to waivers. So that's interesting if you really, for the real diehards, you want to get into the, the practice yeah. squad and the rules and the roster and all that stuff. That's a interesting thing that, you know, Brett Veach and his staff are definitely working through. Um, all right, let's move on to the second question here. We are, again, with Nate Taylor of The Athletic and our five burning questions here every Tuesday on KCSN Update. And, Nate, we know how well the Chiefs defense played. Um, I think I may have jinxed them. Uh, I'm a former baseball guy, so I believe in all that kind of stuff. But I was talk I was started scrolling through on our second screen watch party on Sunday, and I started looking at the scores of the other games because at that point the Chiefs had only given up seven points. I was like, listen, right. Chiefs could have the number one scoring defense in the NFL going into this. And then <laughs> they just got a 
I think they went uh, tendency breakers and started doing a bunch of things they won't normally do, um, mm -hmm. which we know coaches do if you like that next level stuff. The yep. zero blitz in the red zone. <laughs> like, I don't know how much they're going to do that. It's, yeah, Save it's just numbers. Yeah. It's, it's just, just screwing just, everything up for all the yes. studying and all the tendencies mm -hmm. that teams will study. What does Steve Spagnuolo like to do in the red zone? Well, you have to prepare for the zero blitz, and then teams have to be like, well, we don't know if that's real because it was late in the game and they were up by a lot. Uh, but anyway, anyway, we know the defense played better than what the final score and the final numbers showed, um, and that our guy Craig Stout from the KC Laboratory had the stat that the starting defense gave up only one third down against the Cardinals in that game. So my question to you is, what, what's going to happen if the defense comes out and plays that kind of game again against Justin Herbert and the Chargers? It's not prognosticate how do you think they're going to play. I'm saying right. how crazy do you think Kansas City is going to be if they go up against the Chargers and we see a defensive performance like we did against the Cardinals? Now, it's inside Arrowhead Stadium, DJ. So you already <laughs> have an advantage because it's Thursday night, and I'm yep. sure people are going to be lubricated going for to be crazy for such an occasion. Um, so the Chiefs fans will have, a, I think, a big influence on this game for the defense. The thing that impressed me most, BJ, and I'm wondering if Craig feels the same, is that the Cardinals didn't have that many broken tackles. When the yeah. Chiefs made contact, the, the Cardinals went down. Um, and that is such a clear contrast of the past few years. It is something that Juan Thornhill mentioned in the locker room after the game Sunday. <laughs> the idea of like, hey, when we played the Ravens last year, when, when Lamar Jackson was sort of scrambling and running around and extending plays, we helped the Ravens because we didn't tackle well. Well, mm -hmm. Nick Bolton is a tackling machine. Willie Gay mm -hmm. took care of just about every line, you know, what every linebacker wants is, hey, I take care of the running backs. I take care of the tight ends on the edges. Um, they didn't give up the deep ball. All I'm saying is these are things that are transferable. These are things you can actually do against the Chargers. Now, Justin Herbert has more weapons probably available to him than Kyler Murray. Obviously, there was not DeAndre Hopkins. Rondell Moore did not play as yep. well. Um, but I do get the sense that if the pass rush can be what it was last Sunday, which is, hey, make Kyler Murray hold the ball, move him out of the pocket. If you can do similar things to Kyler, from Kyler Murray to Justin Herbert, then you might have a chance. All that's missing from what the defense showed, BJ, was – a turnover and Chris Jones obviously forced the yeah. fumble. The ball bounces in a very <laughs> unusual manner, so the Chiefs does you know the Chiefs don't recover it. Um, but it's possible. Like I think Herbert's going to do some things that are um, wild for the secondary to have to deal with. But I do get the sense that if the Chiefs get a lead like they did against the Cardinals, and you make the Chargers one dimensional, all you have to do is be assignment sound and make the tackles. And if you do that, all of a sudden you do become a competent, maybe above average defense through the first two weeks. And it's one of the biggest surprises in the NFL. Um, they're young, they're athletic, they seem to be very well coached for this first opponent. And now you're you're going against yeah. an opponent you should be even more familiar with because they're in your division. So I think Chiefs yeah. fans should feel confident that this unit can perform in a similar fashion, even though the talent across the, you know, across the line of scrimmage is a lot better. 
Yeah, I think you bring up a lot of great points. I love the fact that the two guys you mentioned defensively, Juan Thornhill and Nick Bolton, uh, I think early in this game when it was still close, when they were still being decided of how this thing was going to play out, I think those are the two guys that made two of the biggest plays to set the tone for what that was going to be. Nick Bolton's tackle on Kyler Murray in the open field on that second and long scramble that forced a third and one that led to Legereus Needs Blitz brought down Kyler Murray they punted that was the play of the game defensively for me out next to Juan Thornhill at the end of the first half I think that was the biggest test I've talked about that on every show we've had over the last three Mm -hmm. days of the defense's ability thinking that they did their job they stopped him short they gave the ball back to the offense with a minute to go Juju's fumble all of a sudden the defense has to go back out on the field in their own territory and hold them and they did and it was Juan Thornhill's diving pass breakup that should be on every highlight reel that Thornhill has forever and really kind of set the tone for what a lot of us and I know you and I have discussed this thinking that he is going to have a big season if so for Juan to step up in that moment for Nick Bolton another young player that we need to step up in those Mm -hmm. moments those are the two best signs for me defensively and then you talk about the pass rush and those guys getting after it and complimentary football and kind of the tone setting love everything about all of that and i know because you're at practice you were there's all there's always a or there were always and you're a part of it now only five or six beat writers who are standing there during otas watching these practices when they're in shorts doing all this stuff and you know this and that one thing that andy Reid does and i don't know how common it is across the league i don't think it's a thing that every single team does but they spend time during OTAs and during training camp. You don't necessarily know when you're watching from the outside, but if you ask the players, it was like today was the Chargers day where they Mm -hmm. spend days at practice going over the schemes and you wonder what they're talking about and what they're looking at. It's not generic. Mm -hmm. They're not just going over just random, you know, lineups and and personnel combinations and all these different formations, all these things they're studying the opponents and what they like to do based on if they have the same offensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, what it is. And so when you have a bunch of young guys like the chiefs do on the uh, defensive side of the football, you've got a lot of young rookies. It's not the first time that they're going to be studying the chargers. They've been doing this since rookie minicamp and then OTAs they've been studying (laughs) what they're going to see. So when you go into a short week, they've got this opportunity. So question is, for the Chiefs defense, 28 pressures we just talked about. Last year, they averaged 18.7 per game. 28 pressures against the basically a veterans Cardinals offensive line minus Justin Pugh, who was out mm-hmm. with the injury. So who, to me, the best was the pressures on the defense. But individually, who really stood out to you on the Chiefs defensive side of the football that maybe surprised you a little bit saying, that's a key, that's the dude, uh, that it's going to serve us well going forward. I I tweeted this uh, in, early in the third quarter, BJ, and I think some people are starting to realize it when they watch the All-22. Um, it's always good when, you, when you're in the press box of a stadium and you're watching the game live in the stadium mm-hmm. as, you know, as fans are as well, but you're watching the game from a totally different mindset. You know, I'm looking for this matchup. I understand what the down and distance and the situation is for this player. Um, and I mentioned him in the third quarter and then unfortunately had his injury, but Trick McDuffie's ready. Trick McDuffie is real, kids. Um, the biggest concern was, hey, Hollywood Brown is their best threat outside of mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. How will the Chiefs handle that? The Chiefs tested the, the, you know, the Cardinals to say, like, we're not going to treat this man like he's DeAndre Hopkins. And we think this rookie, who's a first-round pick, can be very serviceable in zone, 
in man coverage, in bracketing, and then if the ball's anywhere near him, he can make a, a shorthanded tackle. Um, even on the play where he got hurt, he was in position to make a play on the ball, and it was an incompletion, um, which I think was also on third down, too. It set up another stop for the Chiefs. So um, Trent McDuffie probably had the best game that no one realizes because there are no highlights. There are no major stats that you can sort of point to. But when you watch the film, and I think PFF will probably acknowledge this over the week, he was their best defender that no one truly understood. Because when I watched it live, I, I actually tweeted, like, you are probably not hearing his name on the broadcast. Like, Tony Romo has no reason to mention yeah. his name. But Trent McDuffie is playing way better than I anticipated, especially for a corner in his first ever NFL game against, you know, a talented receiver in, in Marquez Brown who had less than 70 yards receiving. And some of that yeah. came off of when he was not on the field because of the, the straight hamstring. Yeah. Pretty bold to bring up pro football focus this week. You know, just let it breathe. I just, they're, they're just, just let it breathe. It. Just let it breathe. No, they're just going to acknowledge it. You know, they're going to acknowledge <laughs> yes. that Trey McDuffie had an excellent game. They're great for stats. The grades is a separate discussion. You have a separate discussion. I have, for anybody. I, I have the beholder, kids. Yes. I have the beholder. All right, let's let's move on and talk about the focus of pro football mm. focuses uh, stats. And we're going to move on to the offense now that we just talked about the defense for a little while. Uh, <laughs> there are some, we're not going to name names. <laughs> you know who they are. There are some close to Patrick Mahomes yes. who's been tweeting who, who all off season. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been telling us basically like, this is different. Like you're going to get, not basically you're going to get Petty Mahomes, but he is ready for a, another 2018 type of season where he is going to go out there and be absolutely on fire. And I love the fact that Josh Allen went out and Josh Allen phenomenal player went out and played at an MVP like level to set the stage for, you know, the expectations mm-hmm. for him this season on that Thursday night opener against the Rams. But then for Patrick Mahomes to come back, all the doubters, the Tyreek, everything to come out and play the way that he did. Uh, unbelievable. Just kind of a reminder, Pat McAfee just, oozing all of yeah, Chiefs right. Kingdom's thoughts it was so perfect because it's just you don't know how to spit it out. You're like, he's the fucking dude. He's still the fucking dude. Right. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So is this, and pardon my language coming up here, but is this setting up for another, like, holy shit season from Patrick Mahomes, even though those of us that know already knew he was going to be really good. But even the rest of us are going to be like, whoa, what are we about to watch? Do you, is that what you think is happening? Or do you just go out and have a good game? He's going to be a great player because those close to us, have, those close to Patrick have been telling us this is different. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, they're professional hype men necessarily. They're just saying like, hey, he's put some work in. This is this is going to be special. You do not have to apologize for your language, BJ. Um, I hold back a lot. I swear a lot when I'm not on camera. <laughs> when you're not on camera. Uh, <laughs> here's what I'll say. Patrick Mahomes was not rehabbing at any point this offseason. Patrick Mahomes probably learned more about who he is as a football player last year than ever before. It's something that I've talked to him about. It's something that you're probably going to read relatively soon on The Athletic. <laughs> okay. Uh, the understanding of what the team did to support Patrick Mahomes from getting a better defense, from you know finding skill position players who could fit into this offense and be complementary to Patrick Mahomes, uh, for the coaching staff to – understand what they want out of the quarterback. All I'm saying is everything is leading kind of to a perfect storm for the rest of the NFL. And it is so unfortunate for the Arizona Cardinals, God bless them, (laughs) that they had to be the first team to play the Chiefs. Because, of course, Mahomes has never lost on opening day. We all assumed that that streak was going to continue. I didn't anticipate, anticipate 44 points. I didn't anticipate five touchdowns, but what the people that you are mentioning, BJ, that have known Mahomes for many years, mm-hmm. the man does not forget. He listens to everything. He studies in a manner that is truly comparable to what Peyton Manning used to do. And mm-hmm. all this is to say is, if he does something on Thursday night against the Chargers that is anywhere reminiscent of what he just did to the Cardinals, then I will totally confirm your belief, BJ, that this that we are we've now entered a new era, a new phase of something that could be reminiscent of 2018, but is of a very higher level from a quarterback play, both from a mental capacity and execution, yep. and just a ruthlessness that is efficient. So much of 2018 was about the dazzling plays that no one could anticipate. Yeah. Now the guy is just killing you on second down. Yeah. In a way that like they don't even get to third downs. His and it's it's crazy. The mental acuity he has is is never gotten enough credit. You and I have talked a lot about that. He's never gotten enough credit for that side. And now that Tyreek's gone, it's it's Pat McAfee talked about it. Like he's a genius. He really is that smart. It's just you get caught up in all the crazy stuff that you don't mm-hmm. give enough credit to it. I, I just want to see it on Thursday night in a very unusual circumstance against a defense that truly knows you and has given you problems at times in the in the Chargers. 
if he goes and he has an, an, an impressive game and the Chiefs win by, say, double digits, then the narrative has been set, BJ. Yeah. This guy is on a path towards the MVP award because he might have nine touchdowns after two games with no picks. It's, it's possible. Um, and, and look, I know, I know the Chargers have Khalil Mack. I know they have Joey Bosa. Um, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is not Derek Carr, kids. Like, he's just yeah. – he's not. Um, and I think the Chiefs will present things to the Chargers that will make the Chargers less capable of pinning their ears back immediately. Unlike what the, what the Raiders did on Sunday. Once, once they got behind, there was not enough, I thought, things to make the defense process. It, um, pre-snap. It'll be a different challenge because the Cardinals, for whatever reason, and, and I respect Vance Joseph because he knows more about football and he's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. <laughs> Ten times more than I'll ever know in my life. But why that guy blitzed Patrick Holmes 54% of the time when we it's been obvious for four years, do not right. blitz him. And the Chargers don't have to. They get pressure with four guys up front. Cleo Mack looked every bit of the Cleo Mack that it, we were hoping he wasn't going to be. Uh, when I texted a certain new GM of the Bears, USOB, the day of that trade. And the Bears <laughs> won on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. I was happy for Ryan. But, uh, yeah. I was not happy when he traded Cleo Mack to the division. Uh, I got an LOL back. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. But um, you'll get Patrick Mahomes, 46 touchdowns, three interceptions in the month of September. This is going to be a different challenge because the Chargers can get pressure without sending extra guys. So the ability to read a defense, the ability for Andy Reid to dial up plays, knowing the ball's got to get out quick, and there's going to be seven guys in coverage. They're going to drop guys. There's not going to be as much space as the Cardinals just kind of gifted Mahomes by sending extra guys, which, mm-hmm. again, you don't blitz Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but – it's going to be a different challenge. And that's what I'm more interested in seeing than anything is how do they go through those tight windows, the route combination. This is where I think Juju and just kind of opening up that intermediate part of the field, which we did see at times in some high leverage situations where how are they going to attack this Chargers defense knowing those guys up front can get home very quickly. So again, Patrick Mahomes not going to sit there a lot. Maybe they move him outside the pocket, move him around. Andy Reid is very, very good at that. You get a lot of ghost action, a lot of jet motion to try to slow down those edge rushers a little bit uh, is something that you see a lot from those Andy Reid teams. But, um, yeah, I we see another performance from Patrick Mahomes like this. It's put the league on notice that he's still, as as Pat McAfee said, he's still that dude. Like he's yeah. still that guy where everybody else can be great. They can be Justin Herbert, phenomenal yeah. young player, Josh Allen, phenomenal young player, but Patrick Mahomes still that dude. Um, you, all you, right. know, you know, who, uh, you know, who, who really, uh, I think brightened chiefs fans day yesterday beyond just the one on a record is Purple Sean Payton. Well, that too, but, but they, Sean brought, Payton, they brought chiefs fans <laughs> together in a way that very few can on social right. media, but, but Sean Payton going on with, Colin Cowherd yesterday and just say very calmly, definitively, no, like he's the best. Like there's no (laughs) comparison. Like Sean Payton, it's like better than like two thirds of the coaches in the league right now. Um, And I know he'll probably get back probably somewhere next year, but for him to say. Seven hours south of Kansas city, but. Hey man, it's early. It's early. We'll we'll see. Dak getting injured, Uh, just done. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. Um, not great for McCarthy. Not great. Um, but yeah, but but Sean Payton, 
I thought said it very eloquently yesterday and just acknowledging that like, hey, no, he's the best. He's like, he's the best. It's it, there's, there, he's like, what, what, what debate is there? Like, no, it, it's, it's always nice when a, a Hall of Fame player reminds you that they're, yep, they're, yep, that's, that's the, that's the most unique talented quarterback in the league. So if Sean Payton is saying it, I think Chiefs fans can, can hold on to that. Um, and not get into so many arguments. It's just unnecessary. Even though, yeah. I, I know we're, I know we're, I know we're going to from now until <laughs> Super Bowl Fifty Seven. It's good. It actually makes it fun that there's a lot of other young good quarterbacks. And the only thing that bothers me about Chiefs fans when other people say like Josh Allen has a chance at MVP. Like, yeah, he does. Like, that's sure. very realistic. He's a very, very good player. Don't take offense to that. Um, but when you all of a sudden you start disrespecting Patrick Mahomes, like maybe put him eighth in the NFL on your top hundred list. Come on. There's not seven guys in the league better than he is. All right, Nate. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. You know, it's the fifth question. What is your score prediction? And again, DraftKings line is three and a half points. The Chiefs are favored by with an over under 54 and a half. What do you have for a prediction on Thursday night? And I know there's still some injury report stuff that has to come out. I'm buying you some time to give give some thoughts to what your prediction is going to be here. But no Keenan Allen, no J.C. Jackson. No Trent McDuffie. You brought up Harrison Butker uh, being out. I think they should let Justin Reed kick and save that roster spot, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, hey, how good could Justin Reed be if you gave him practice reps, you know, for a he, continual period? Dude, him being mic'd up and going to Dave Tubb, he's like, do you want me to kick it through the end zone? Like, just so like, hey, what do you need, coach? Not your safety is about to go kick because your kicker got injured. But then he, your safety is so good that he comes up and like, what do you want me to do? Angle kick it or just kick it out of the back of the end zone. He he kick also might be crazy. He also might be the best tackler on the on the kickoff unit as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Everything gets a little bit better, you know. Maybe the, uh, something new here, saving a roster spot. Um, right there, yeah. Do the, the kicking. All right, what's your score prediction, Nate? Let's get to it. I I think Chiefs thirty one, Chargers twenty four. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Chiefs the advantage because they're home. Um, I think any team, like think about last year, ladies and gentlemen, any team that goes on the road on Thursday night against a competent contending team is really tough. And I say that because I just watched it last year. I watched the Chiefs, you know, go on the road. And that game was obviously an overtime. It was one of the most memorable games of the NFL season last year. Mahomes rallies the Chiefs back. But that game was really, really hard. You have to do something special to win on the road in prime time on Thursday night against a very, very good football team. So it's probably in the Chiefs' advantage. Um, You mentioned not having J.C. Jackson. Like, they signed this guy for this type of game, right? Yeah. I mean, Derwin James can't do everything. (laughs) And I think Asante Samuel Jr. is very good. But you need as many quality DBs against a collection of chief skill position players that are probably more advanced than I give credit for that. Maybe most people anticipated because they had no real flaws outside of Juju uh, outside of Juju Smith-Schuster's fumble, you know? So if they, if they have a similar performance altogether, Juju, MBS, Kelsey, Jody Fordson, uh, Sky Moore probably get a little bit more reps this game. I think they've probably uh, saved some of his stuff for this one, just because they knew, um, they didn't want to use him a ton in the first game. Um, yeah. So if all those guys play well, if the Chiefs run the football effectively, um, I think they will win this game. 
I think it'll be fun and exciting for Amazon Prime. Um, as we mentioned before, Arrowhead will be Arrowhead will be a vibe. Um, so yeah. I will give the Chiefs the advantage. I will trust Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and a defense that is further along than I anticipated as well, even though we all can see the signs as to why they should be a better defense from a year ago. Yeah. The fact that, you know, George Karloff just had the second most snaps played uh, by the Chiefs defensive guys, like that's a great sign. And, you know, one player that we haven't mentioned uh, as we wrap this show up, we appreciate everybody who's listened and watched, uh, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whether you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate your support. Please hit that like and subscribe, follow us, all that good stuff. You know what to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, one player that we haven't mentioned, you mentioned J.C. Jackson being a reason that he was brought in for this moment. I also think this is the kind of game that Orlando Brown, is go- when his contract negoci- mm. negotiations come up, they're going to point back to a game like this saying, yes, sir. they've got dudes up front who can get after it on yes. both sides. Andrew yes. Wiley is going to have a dude in front of him. Joey Bosa is going to have a dude in front of him. Mm-hmm. They may go on the same side. You give Patrick Holmes a little bit of time, this is going to be the difference on – can they win a seventh straight division title? This is the best team to try and challenge them for that, especially after yes. what we saw from the Broncos and from the Raiders and Derek Carr being Derek Carr, even with Devontae Adams, still Derek Carr, still don't have the depth. The Chargers depth is going to be tested in this game. And don't ever c- count out Andy Reid's ability to be like, you know what? You may have a better front than we do. We're going to turn this into a three on three game, throw a lot of bubble screens on the outside. They got a, they're, the size of their receivers with Juju, MVS, and yeah. all the guys they have out there now is completely mm-hmm. different. You're going to bring in a backup cornerback. Does that guy like to tackle? If not, he's going to be challenged on a lot of bubble screens. Just <laughs> completely take out the middle of the field and just get the ball to the outside and let those guys do what they do. I'm really excited to see from a chess match standpoint what Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Matt Nagy, and the offensive staff really dial up in this one. But, uh, yeah. I won't be at Arrowhead. We'll be at the Kingdom Bar, Nate. So you're going to have to tell us what the atmosphere is going to be like. Or please, um, today at the presser, when you talk to Coach, somebody needs to ask Coach what he expects Arrowhead to be like on game day because I'm not there anymore to ask those really hard-hitting questions. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Matt McMullen's got you, man. I'm, I'm sure I'll he's got him. you. Everybody yeah. make fun of him, and then you'd, you'd flip on the TV or the sound bites on the radio. Guess where that – I heard that damn answer everywhere and I'd get these side eye looks like, why would you ask him a question like that? I'm like, cause you're going to use it. That's why you're welcome. Um, <laughs> the Raiders, the whole season for the Raiders comes down to, can you, how quickly can you get a lead? Because what yeah. was exploited in their game against the chargers was their offensive line is not as good as the chiefs. We all understand yeah. that. But with that pass rush, when you have to throw the football and your quarterback is not as mobile, not as, you know, top tier as Mahomes, yeah, you're 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 feeding into the Chargers strength. And yeah. so yeah. for the Chiefs, as you mentioned, BJ, a lot of quick hitting plays, a lot of misdirection plays early, get the quarterback in rhythm, try to build an early lead, and then you dictate the game in a way that the Raiders could not four days ago. And the one thing I will really be interested in. Hey, Von Miller and Khalil Mack can look great on opening day. Actually, I would expect y'all to look great on opening day because y'all ain't hit nobody, okay? Y'all didn't play much in the preseason. Yeah. But as the season goes along, those those hits accumulate. Your body, I mean, hey, these guys are in their 30s for a reason. Um, so how does Khalil Mack look on four days? That'll be yeah. very interesting to me as he does battle against a guy like Orlando Brown. Um, who has uh, a lot of money to earn in front of him if he does well. Um, but the scheme and the quarterback, alongside with the offensive line, 
should present the Chargers with just as much of a challenge as as the Chargers are a difference from what the Arizona Cardinals could do. Yeah, this game has McCole Hardman uh, written all over it uh, with what we've seen and how they've utilized him, uh, getting the ball out of Mahomes' hand quickly, whether it's ghost action, uh, end arounds, all that kind of stuff, moving those guys mm-hmm. around, getting them moved laterally. And then Sky Moore. Um, you know, we saw a little bit of the creativity with him being lined up in the backfield, moving him around, doing different things during mm-hmm. training. It'd be really interesting to see if this is – I know it's early in the season and Coach does like to save some things, but if you're going to unload some things, this is the team to do it against. Because uh, at the end of the season, no matter what happens in this game, you're going to look back and say, man, we missed an opportunity to really separate ourselves. And that solidified our ability to get home field or whatever it is, barring they stay healthy. Two teams are going to be in it. Uh, the two quarterbacks stay healthy at the end. So, uh, but yeah, Nate, man, I could sit here and talk to you for like two hours uh, about this <laughs> stuff. But I know you have a job to do and you got to get up there and uh, make sure Matt asks the, the hard hitting questions that uh, I used to on Fridays, um, considering this is a media Friday uh, with the game on Thursday night. But that's it for today's KCSN update. Appreciate everybody out there for watching and listening. We know there's a lot of great places to get Chiefs content out there. We appreciate KC Sports Network being one of them. Make sure you check out all of Nate's stuff at The Athletic and follow him. Uh, by Nate Taylor on social media. Nate will keep us all updated, and we will chat with you next Tuesday. Nate, it'll be about four or five days after the game, so try to stump, oh. you. Try to stump oh. you with some questions so you get a little bit of a, get a, little <laughs> a, little bit of a break. break. Yeah. You get to sit and chill on Sunday and get to watch some football, which doesn't get the, oh, red zone. Which doesn't happen oh. a whole lot. Red zone, my, my, my addiction. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're back, baby. Uh no, I, I, I love it. Um, no, I look I look forward to it. And, yeah, whoever's 2-0, man, they, they are going to feel really good um, if they can get out of the game without any major injuries. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. You know we can always talk ball. And, yep. uh, yeah, I just I, – I can't wait to roll my windows down on Thursday and just smell Arrowhead. Just – just just, just take that, it first, that first game in prime time? Oh, oh. I just want to take a rib from everybody, a wing from everybody, man. So <laughs> if you, you see know, Nate, do you do you walk over there? Do you take like a butt? How do you get over to the stage? If you're walking through and you see Nate and you're watching this video, listening to this podcast, give the man some food. He works for right. us. He he he's the one of the conduits between the team, the players, the coaches, and the fans. So you got to take care of those guys. Um, yeah, yeah this is this is going to be a special one, man. I I we said all off season when the chargers made the moves for Cleo Mack, signing JC Jackson, re-signing Mike Williams and the move Russell Wilson to the Broncos said, everybody's absolutely gunning for the chiefs. If the chiefs can withstand everything the AFC West did and the schedule they have and the expectations, and that it's really hard to go to five straight AFC title games. If they do that, we will be fucking insufferable. And I'm one here step for there, it. BJ. I will be you leading. Your- I will be leading that charge, and normally I'm the one kind of calming everyone down. But you I'll are- be the one at the kingdom bar, with my shirt off, raising above my head, going yeah. nuts. It'll be crazy. You're, you're you're one step there, my friend, and and in a couple of right. days you might you might be two steps in front of everybody. <laughs> all right, I can't wait for this game on Thursday night. We appreciate all of you for watching. We've got plenty of more content coming before Thursday. You can catch out Matt, catch Matt Castle and Matt Hamilton on the breakdown as Matt Castle will break down uh, some of the plays that they saw from Patrick Mahomes that stood out to them. And then Derek Johnson will be on the network this week uh, as he will every week moving forward, breaking down the defense. So a lot of good stuff. So hit that like and subscribe button. Again, we appreciate you for listening and watching and we'll see you next time.